is going on, everybody? It is episode 317 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name's Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. We were all just engaging in some friendly banter before we went live. But Politically incorrect, to... incorrect yeah, banter. Yeah, we're happy to invite you into the conversation mm-hmm. now. And uh, we got Dane in the studio. Hi, I'm Dane. Uh, <laughs> I already I already started out the episode by the way with a with a faux pas. I said politically incorrect, which is not a word. You did? I did. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Dane, how you doing, buddy? I am doing phenomenal. I heard you don't have to. Um, you can schedule uploads now, so there's never going to be a, a birth like a birth control alarm again. I mean, I just might let it up for the memes. Just do it anyways. Right. He yeah. just leaves it up every day and doesn't have to do anything with it. I, I still have to do one upload at 3.30 so I can change my birth control time to 3.30. Perfect. And I understand you're on all coffee, no food. I am exclusively on coffee. I am wired. I am hyper. I am fearful for my life. Oh. I'm ready to go. Okay, all right. Well, we Love got a bunch vibes. of we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Now that we know that Dane is fearing for his life, Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, we discussed last week how the trailer was downvoted to oblivion by you, the good audience, who knows <laughs> that this stuff is garbage. Well, they have finally relented. Disney has decided we don't want to put up with this anymore, and they turned the comments off. So we're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about it in conjunction with this article written about a new possible tax law going into to affect in California, which will incentivize uh, equity-style casting and hiring practices in Hollywood uh, via their tax credit. So we'll, we'll kind of discuss those together, see if we can uh, find a way in which how those could possibly affect one another. You know, how you make uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, does it have to do with the casting? We'll talk about it. We're also going to talk about the horrible writers of Dungeons and Dragons just saying the quiet part out loud like they don't even care. They basically said, we love emasculating men. And uh, I always suspected. Go figure, right? I did suspect that from Hollywood. Nice to hear it out loud, though. Uh, also, Isaiah Washington. Uh, we Remember last week, guys? Just, just a couple days ago, I mentioned Romeo Must Die on the podcast. Well, Isaiah Washington, who was in Romeo Must Die, uh, he is retiring or supposedly retiring from acting because of the consistent racial divide created by Hollywood and some other reasons. Uh, he has a scandal going back to the days of Grey's Anatomy. So we're going to talk about that. And also, the Victoria's Secret fashion show guys it's coming back i i can hear you clapping i can hear stop stop you don't need to clap they're saying that it's okay they didn't say it's going to be woke but they said it's going to follow their new uh, you got what did men even like this in the first place I yes thought this was all for women yes. to scantily clad women men maybe not watch the live show I mean, but they definitely watch men, the clips men notoriously don't care for lingerie so I don't know who those men are, but uh, they're, they're bad people. They're News bad people. Me. I mean, they're bad people. Like, they should be on a list somewhere. Lingerie is notoriously something that exclusively appeals to men like over 60. I, I think that's wrong, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I don't think that's right. I'm going to need somebody to pull up the statistics on that. You know? I, I don't think that's accurate. Who but told we'll, you this? <laughs> I mean... Shouldn't the women be naked? <laughs> that helps. I'm just yeah. confused. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. The Victoria's Secret fashion show going possibly woke, given their new mission statement. I looked it up. Also, Lizzo has thoughts on that. So it's always good when Lizzo has thoughts, has thoughts on thoughts. anything to do with lingerie. I'd prefer if she stayed far, far away from, but uh, she's got thoughts. So we'll talk about that. We got a bunch of other stuff. If you guys are ready, we'll just get right into it. Mary, are you ready? We're ready. Danny, ready? I am. All right. So before we get started, I do want to make uh, a first address this. Creed only 
opened up to 58.6 million this weekend, Creed 3. Uh, also, Cocaine Bear beat <laughs> Ant-Man like three over three separate days again last week. Dude, when you said Creed, I thought you meant like, in arms wide that, old That would have been even, that that even like, better. That, that, Chris Bertman tweeted about seeing Creed 3, and he yeah. said the fight scene was mid. That's uh, I saw that. Uh, I didn't see the second Creed. I, I only saw the first one. I, I didn't want to have them ruin Ivan Drago, which I heard I heard it's actually good, so maybe I'll go back and rewatch and rewatch the first one, watch the second one, and then go see it. But it did open to 58.6 million. Apparently, this movie got uh, was originally going to be an Amazon Prime uh, movie, but then they bumped it to theaters and they moved Samaritan to Prime. This is all after the uh, the purchase of MGM. I, I can't imagine seeing Samaritan on the big screen. As much as I like that movie, I don't think that was ever supposed to be a big screen release. So I think this was the right call. Yes? Mm -hmm. No? Maybe? I hmm. mean, I don't... It was so long ago. I think about how long ago that was that we reviewed Samaritan. It's been a while. It, it was like kind of cute and inoffensive. Yeah, but, but not theater. Is yeah. that when I got China AIDS? Could have been when you had China AIDS. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that. Uh, and then, yes, Cocaine Bear beat uh, Ant-Man in the, in the Wasp several days last week over at the box office, thus proving that Ant-Man in the Wasp is dead in the water after a failed China release. Uh, let's see. We got a couple of other things here that I thought are quite uh, interesting. This is good. Clancy Brown has been hired as Salvatore Moroni for the Batman sequel, uh, the spinoff franchise for... Uh, the Penguin, which is, if you've ever seen Clancy Brown, he's just, he's massive. He's this big command, like he's, he's just tall. tall. He's, I don't, I don't know, but on screen, he looms over other people. So it's very cool to see okay. him getting morals like this. He also, he's, he voiced Lex Luthor in a lot of the DC animated stuff, but he is a, a screen actor as well. So that's, that's good. And also... You remember last week, uh, it was all that time ago, Mary, when we talked about James Bond censorship, yes. and then we talked about uh, Kindle censorship and all this other censorship. Well, they've come for more of it. I just found this. R.L. Stein's Goosebumps books are going to be censored as well. In a more important point, um, did they give Evangeline Lilly the haircut of every yes, lesbian reporter for Vice? Yes, they did. Megan Rapinoe? Yep. Yes. What was in Goosebumps that they found objectionable? So it says, uh, it says they're removing words like slave and love tap. What is wrong with love tap? Can somebody tell me? I'm very confused. Does anybody know what, why that term is? I don't know what that is. Love tap? Yeah. Like, is there a reason why love tap's not allowed? Um, this is sort of like when that band named Slaves changed yeah. their name yeah. because it's so embarrassing of the history of slavery. And they also said they're going to replace phrases like African-American and change it to with brown skin. What? Yes. Well, that that doesn't actually describe no, it the doesn't. race of the person. Uh, like it's it, it's 2023, Mary. Nothing has to actually Even make sense anymore. <laughs> a European person could have brown skin. Yep. So so nothing. None of it makes sense. I I I would like someone to be able to tell me why the hell love tap is not allowed. That's, I don't uh, get it. It, it doesn't make any sense. So, also, guys, this was this was the big one for me. There is a trailer out for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Uh, unfortunately, it's being produced by Seth Rogen. So, are you playing it? No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm oh, not gonna okay. play. I just I just want to put it up on screen here, guys. Uh, it says from Eternal Teenager or from Permanent Teenager Seth Rogen, which I find particularly like. 
particularly particularly uh embarrassing considering like it's such a front when you think of like how much business acumen it takes to get to the level of hollywood that he's at that calling yourself a permanent teenager is essentially well, just like a his brand. brand and it's yeah. the one that he's chosen for himself which yeah. is more embarrassing it's yes. not people insulting him it's like he's proud of it he's bragging about it yeah it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and stupid the trailer was fine i encourage you guys to go watch it uh it does it is produced in the animation style of spider-man across the spider-verse or into the spider-verse uh it and is also puss in boots yes for uh the the likes, cinematic masterpiece the likes for me are that the kids mm -hmm. playing the turtles actually sound like teenagers that's good I enjoyed the fact that the animation style was a bit different from everything else we saw. Yes, there is a, uh, they have race swapped April O'Neil. Did you expect anything less, ladies, ladies and gentlemen? I, I figured they would do that. They were always going to come for April O'Neil. And then there was an interesting debate going around on Twitter where they were saying like, uh, somebody said that they believe that April O'Neil was actually meant to be black in the original earliest incarnations of the comic. Uh, so somebody just said that as if it was 100% fact and done. And then of course, other people came in and proved that like, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird didn't, they said that at one point they thought she may have like, they may be conceived for possibly being Asian to start, but they always envisioned her as white. So somebody just says it as if it's true. It's not true. What do you expect? I right? can't wait for in the future when we become massive e-celebrities and they do a <laughs> biopic on us and Lizzo plays Mary. Yeah, like, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, we can't do this. Mary Morgan here. My favorite is like when they make all of the covers of like of movies. It's like e the movie's Elon, and it's just a black person. They just painted his face black, and they just make him black, and then they because do the same he's thing. African, of course. Yeah. So. I want Will Smith to play me, and I want it to be his come out role where he's cool again. It's the '90s. It would be. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, also, yeah, and and also in that trailer, is it just me or does Splinter look like he would say "bussin"? He's got like the the teenage hair, like he's got like the the hair. Uh, did you did you did they he, give him like a zoomer perm? Yeah, he's he. I, I don't want to I don't want to get copyrighted for this, but I wish I could I pull didn't it see up. That. How does a turtle have that hair is on his a head? very good question. Uh, yep. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they made them yeah. TikTokers. Uh, it's, it's kind of like an afro. It's kind of like a it's <laughs> it's kind of like a mullet in the back, but at first it looks like he would say straight busting on God. He looks like he's about to ask us what our body count is. Yeah. <laughs> What's your body count? <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not a fan of Seth Rogen. Santa's Inc. was a dis like a disgrace to Hollywood. So we'll see where it goes. Could be interesting, but uh, at the very least, I enjoyed the animation, uh, the animation style. I thought you it. said that that animation style kind of wasn't your liking. I like, like that it's uh, choppy. It's like the yeah. It has this look like the frame rate is very low, or is which it, is on purpose. Is, is maybe on purpose, it, maybe but... it is a low frame rate, and it just requires less work. Yeah. So we'll see. This movie's also got John Cena in it, though. I don't know what. I'm assuming he play. I'm assuming he's playing either Rocksteady or Bebop, but I'm not 110 percent sure. Mm. John Cena. Yeah, man. He's he's making big he's making big inroads into Hollywood. All right, guys. We're gonna we're gonna move on, and we are gonna get started. So, uh. Peter Pan and Wendy. People have had a lot to say about Peter Pan and Wendy over the last <laughs> week or two. Uh, Disney got sick of it. Disney's like, you know what? We're done. Why even have the comments on in the first place? I know, If right? your plan and your genius marketing plan is to turn them off. Listen, but do you see the, the bots? Yeah. Oh, well, that, what bots? were they bots? 
Or were people Wait, just what are you talking about? Not everyone responds. So, okay, so let me pull up Slack. Yeah, the, uh, the it was like basically a bunch of like it was all the it was all the comments that were like uh, every I single love the part comment. where. Yeah, every single comment started with "I love the part where." X. Okay, but the problem with that, like claiming that those are bots, is every one of those comments in that format were coming up with different Star Wars and Marvel references to insert into. Yeah, they the weren't. It wasn't they like they were I was actually the unique over, things yeah. that an AI could not have come up with. It what do you mean? Yes, it can. It's the context from. It's so easy. They're taking lines. From Star Wars and Marvel content, more than just making that, like, a joke because it's all part of Disney and Disney wants to make it a, like a cinematic universe. You think it's a troll? Yeah, so yeah. all of them were trolling it was comments. All people, you're trolling. really aging out of this yeah. whole social Turn media around. thing, Dane. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> happened to you, but Brett's older than you and he gets it. So I mean, I just I just assumed it was people who like Brett that, agreed. The, the, uh, They're not bots. You're a bot. Well, okay, you're shilling for Disney. You're a bot. You're a Disney <laughs> shill bot. The point is now, though, that Disney has had enough, and they're like, you know what? We're done. We're we're and we're censoring this. We're not allowing you to have an. I like on this, this one. Um, I went to the IGN trailer mm. instead of the Walt Disney Studios one, and uh, the comments are still on, obviously. And one said, the part where Peter turned into a girl and said, we're now the lost thems made me cry uncontrollably. Best movie of all time. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. The part where Captain Hook tells Peter, I am your father <laughs> to join him to the dark side still gives me yep. chills. So, so why do you think that uh, Disney would do something like this when they know that so many people are going to get annoyed with your, with your changes in casting, with your drab color palettes, and with making all these mistakes? What could it possibly be beyond just the message that they would do something like this? Well, I would say that it probably has something to do with the California bill that they were talking about in this article. So this is from Bounding Into Comics, and it says, California proposes withholding new tax credits from Hollywood productions unless they set ethnic, racial, and gender diversity goals to develop a plan and develop a plan to, to achieve them. So does that not fit in right along the lines of like, look, we could make this close to the source material, but why would we do that when there's so much to be gained from uh, from making these changes? First of all, they follow Disney's business model, which is, uh, you know, envision tomorrow, or what was it? it was reimagine, a, reimagine tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, it, but then it falls in line with this. So it says, this was a bill pa uh, in 2022, and we had talked about it slightly. Yeah. But there's more detail about it. So it says, uh, so SB 485, which revises the film, the state's film tax credits legislation to, to introduce a new credit, which could only, which they could only receive if a given project provided a diversity work plan that includes goals that are broadly reflective of California's population. Do you think that has anything to do with the casting in this movie? Um, well, I think it's absurd that uh, California legislation would then translate to the rest of the country this is based the quotas that they come up with for racial and ethnic diversity are based on the population of california though most of not the shows the population of the nation which is consuming media that comes almost strictly out of california and the shows don't just take place in california how do you make yeah. yellowstone if everybody so has to look like somebody in california yeah everything that's set outside of california that is even filmed outside of california but is done by californian studios yeah. is supposed to reflect the uh diversity the racial diversity of california like i mean i don't even know if that translates because i mean i guess that's why 
Peter Pan is Mexican now, but like and and, uh, and why the Little Mermaid is no longer uh, <laughs> Danish was uh, was that a, it was a Danish it was Danish. Well, what Danish really matters is that she was a redhead. Yes. Uh, oh God, I have been watching this amazing show called Into the Badlands, and holy crap, the widow, the character, the widow in this show. She's not just redheaded representation. She just mercs dudes left and right. So people are trying to, they're actively attempting to commit gingercide on camera. And she just puts a sword through just tons of people. It's incredible. Everyone should be watching that show right now. That is Brett Recommends for today. Okay. Into the Badlands. I saw you posting a lot about it. Oh, man. I was like, uh, I was going off this weekend about like, it's, it's. Imagine like a world where like 90% of the show is action. So you don't have to actually like the story leaves a lot to be desired. Like it's very, it's kind of paint by numbers generic. Uh, it's got like a couple of um, like gimmicks, like the idea that it's a dystopian future, but there are no guns. There's like most of the people ride horses, but there's also like, like broken down cars that people can still drive. So it's got this weird feel to it, but is it diverse? It's, it is, but it's like, but it feels right in the context of this show. Like for instance, the the bar the baron that um, the lead character works for, uh, there is a, a fair, it's not as diverse as uh, other places, but it's fairly diverse in racial terms. But then the warriors that work for the widow are all girls, but it makes sense because she's raising female warriors. So they are able to do both, but it's like, it wouldn't have made sense if Qu if the Baron Quinn had had a bunch of women in his, in his um, guard, because he just doesn't seem like a dude who would imply, employ women or would even see them as a threat, right? But it makes sense that the widow, who is a female warrior, would train them in that way. So that's what I'm saying. It can be done properly. You okay. just have to put like a half amount, like a half an inch of your, uh, of your pen to paper to think about how does this work? And they make it work. But most TV today doesn't do that. So. I, thinking about like Peter Pan specifically, it just doesn't make sense that it would be set in the late 19th century, right? Yeah. And in England. And it's this like diverse cast of people who are like, black and yeah. mexican and like asian and all of these different races but that's why disney's shutting off the comments because pointing it out is is bad i mean it's like also using these people of different races as your vector to attack yeah in like this culture war they're being used as the weapon of Ca cannon fodder. Of choice like yeah, yeah, yeah your cannon fodder and outrage marketing which i'm sure they didn't ask for i mean most of them are children so they're probably, you know, being used as show ponies by their think, parents anyway. Do you think that those kids understand the gravity of just how much, like, uh, they're being dragged into this? No. They're the kids being, like, recorded by their parents for, like, to, like, cry in front of movie trailers yeah. just like this one. Yeah. So, so you think, like, uh, <laughs> but do you think the parents know? Like, like, okay, think about it this way. Like, we're, like, fairly caught up in what you would call the culture war right so you take for granted sometimes that you pay attention to things that a lot of other people like normies might not pay attention to i do have friends who don't know that so much of this stuff is going on they might notice it like i had a friend point out he's like i swear to god 
everyone's gay in commercials these days. He's like, he's like and everyone's, everyone's mixed, gay and, and mixed every race couple and, is mixed race. So he said like he noticed that, but he's but he's not like someone that I would think of as being like in tune to the culture war, right? So uh, do you think that a normie parent who just wants to get their kid a job in Hollywood because their kid wants to be an actor is aware of all this is if all of this stuff is going on? I'm sure they're aware that their kid has an advantage in Hollywood. Yeah, well, based I, off of their race. At the very I least, mean, uh, it's not just Hollywood either. It's also academia. So, like, you wonder why all these people in academia are like found out yeah. to be transracial or whatever, right? Like, there are all of these these white women in academia pretending that they're black by getting like spray tans and perms and stuff. And they are doing so because their dying industry, yeah. just like the entertainment industry, is operating on a completely different rubric to, to, to the rest of society. Yeah. So but by taking on that identity, they know it gives them more power. Yeah. And I, I, another thing you could think of is like, at the very least, agents are probably coming to them and saying like, look, you are like your uh your ethnic makeup is very very in right now you can get a lot of like you will get a lot of work if you enter this industry right now like you have to know that there's and agents. you have like even the most like serviceable level of talent yeah. you know yeah, yeah like, listen like you will you will be hired based on what you look like now not whether you're good enough for the role or not which is like i said does a disservice to the young actors right like not really it gives them more money but it's like it does a disservice because they're like they're going it, to be they're going to be judged harshly when they didn't ask for that it does do a disservice definitely because yeah. should Halle bailey have been in any other movie well, Halle bailey's a, a no, but, an established talent already very she was already no, a, she's already knock a on ten, kid and a singer. Knock on ten doors and ask if they know who Halle Bailey is, and they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, ha Halle Berry." Their kids will know. Don't you think the kids would know? Um, I knew of her because of her R and B music, yeah, but music. like, I don't what know. What I'm saying is, household name. She could have reached the next level of stardom. I think, like, like truly household, multi generational name recognition. Had they not put her as the star of a pander movie i mean like but only so many people are going to get to that level of stardom anyways, what, but her, right? like, but her, her voice is incredible yeah. and she's good looking so i mean she's she's got all the the elements for it maybe but she goes to broadway eventually well rachel zeigler is on that way is she as well uh to to broadway i mean she's from that she's, oh she came from broadway yeah okay. she's and she's a singer yeah. And she's playing Snow White, even yeah. despite the fact that she's not Snow White. Um, <laughs> I just think, like, we're kind of overplaying the way that this uh, is a disservice to minorities, and we're underplaying the way that this is a massive F you to white people. Oh, I don't you think know? we're underplaying. Like, I think we talk about that plenty here. 99% F white people from them. That's the, the tone of this, of all of these decisions. Um, Especially and when, tax breaks and tax and breaks. tax breaks, but the tax breaks are based off of legislators' decisions that are basically f white people. And, and like I said, if people wonder where the where the incentive comes from, so like the activists in the production department, the activists who are in the hiring department, you know, the people who are working as casting directors, right? They might have activists there. You might have activists directors. You might have activists. 
uh, actors, but then you have to wonder, like, how does it get through? Well, that's because even if the, the money people, who are probably not activists, money people want to make money, are incentivized financially, that's how you get the next step of that accomplished. You make it financially beneficial for them to, to hire on activist principles. Well, it's more of like a penalty if you don't. Yeah. Yep. Listen, um, my thing is, an incentive. I, if actors don't want to, you know, comment on this and be like, hey, this is kind of messed up. Like, I don't care then. Yeah. Just lose all your jobs. What do I care for? Yeah. The kids are unfairly, I guess, being opened up to a lot of criticism from the public. But I don't think that they're even the ones getting criticized they're being used as human shields are, by the executives people are criticizing disney as a whole not the actors per se like i haven't heard one i don't even know the name of the kid playing peter pan and i no, haven't that's, heard that's the thing he's totally irrelevant to yeah. the project um as well as yara shahidi playing tinkerbell these people are totally irrelevant yeah. to uh what's well, more important to disney which is the message we're using this as the vehicle for the message, and you're merely an accessory to that. Yep. And I guess it's beyond the message at this point, it's a game plan. Yep. You know, I, before this, I used to work in corporate America, and I was very, very, very explicit. By the way, in in a company very dominated by Hispanic people that are not typically like woke liberal women, mm -hmm. like they're they're just not. They're not awfuls. Uh, yeah, but I was very explicitly told it was like hey you do great work and we'll compensate you but our we will always like hire women over you like you're like in, enjoy this <laughs> enjoy what we're giving yeah. you peasant I, enjoy your spot in life because this is this is where you get but they yeah. were like and then what incentive do you have to perform higher if you know that you're going to be held at a double standard anyway like I mean, that's when you send a sassy email to Tim Pool and get hired. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they, I'm sure there were tons of white kids that auditioned to play Peter Pan, and mm -hmm. there were tons of white girls that auditioned to play Tinkerbell here. Um, but it's all for show, because they know that anyone who is not white has an advantage over them. And if they point it out, they're racist. And the most annoying part is, yes, yeah, is, is then for years that will the narrative will be spun that it's the, actually the opposite uh, and that's the that Yara Shahidi part. earned her place, and that's what really colorblind casting looks like. But not just that, but uh, that she, that, yeah, that she outdid her, uh, that she outdid everyone else. That's even worse because then they say you're both the bad person for thinking it goes the other way, while provably being not true. Yeah, so. it's unfalsifiable is yep. the thing, you and like you're it. literally using this young mestizo child as your human shield for yeah. outrage marketing. Like, Basically, he's literally taking the bullets for you. Yep. At <laughs> least actually gross. At least Mindy Kaling is an adult who made the decision herself. Also, to do that. I wanted to read this other comment from the trailer. The part where Peter Pan said to Tinkerbell, you want a line of pixie dust? All the trans kids are doing it. Sent shivers down my spine. <laughs> See? That, that, no way an AI came you up You can't that. silence people uh, when they want to make funnies online. I mean, you know, I've been exposed as a out-of-touch boomer, and I accept it.
I, see, when I, I don't think, I didn't think of it as bots as much as trolls, like as people who like, now, could it, not the same thing. Could it have been no. a bunch of people with like multiple accounts? But a lot Perhaps. were positive. A lot were like, what? I yeah, did not see I saw, any positive. I saw, so I saw the negatives after you guys told me, but the, the ones that were in the top of my feed were all seemingly non-ironic. So maybe... A bunch of people responded positively in that line, and then the internet had its way. It was like, okay, well, we'll yuck your yum. Fair enough. That, like, uh, I thought it was uh, very, very interesting how they turned the comments off like a week late, uh, almost like a week I mean, later. you know the reaction that you're about to get. Yeah, like uh, they should have just left them off to begin with. We would, Then the dislikes and the turned off comments would have all gone into one story, and it would have been fine. Did they, they do this? Like, did they take a vote? Like, who wants to leave the comments on? That's a very, Say I. That's an interesting <laughs> question. It would be interesting to figure out, like... I just don't get like, this. Uh, it would be interesting to figure out, like, who actually has the final say. Yeah. Like, the, I'm guessing they don't call Bob Iger directly no. and say, hey, do you want us to turn the comments off? Though that would be a funny conversation to happen. Exactly. Like, Bob Iger, he's, like, in the middle of, like, some big meeting. He's like, I don't freaking care. This movie's a write-off. It's freaking Disney+. Plus. Like, I've never even heard of this yeah. one. By the way, I have a theory as to why Disney and companies like Disney in particular just haven't taken the hit that this shit isn't popular. Mm -hmm. I think that those companies, they, they plan so far ahead that a movie like this was already like the budget and the script and everything was set out like five years ago. And it'll be like two years and they'll be like, oh, this doesn't, as the kids say, doesn't slap anymore. It's possible. I mean, I don't know about five years, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's no longer bussing. Like, no longer bussing. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you have a company the size of Disney, which is just basically it's an it's like a Titanic. You can't just yeah. It's not uh, you it's can't not steer agile. that. Yeah. It's not agile. So yep, gentlemen, it seems that we're cap currently. <laughs> but yeah, but then but then Warner Brothers is like, hold my beer. I'm just going to cancel this ninety million dollar movie just because I don't want people to see it. Imagine if Bob Iger was like, look. I looked at the first cut of that Tinkerbell movie and just oh, oh, oh no, we are we are relegating that one to the to the halls of Disney. We are not letting that one out of our sight, dude. That's why my tinfoil hat Dane here. Uh, that's why my conspiracy theory is like, what if the Batgirl movie was that it was just so based? It was like based out of recognition. They're like, this is unwatchable. No, uh, there was actually an article that came out today that says that Zaslav, like they've re they, they've restructured their corporate headquarters, like their corporate hierarchy, so that like incentives, like uh, bonuses for executives, are based on how much they sl how much of the budget they slash and save. Right. So he gets a bonus based on how much he cuts out of the budget. So I think he's just like, <laughs> well, the, what the hell is this Lord of the Rings shit then? Late stage That's not going to make capitalism. money. Capitalism. <laughs> it is basically late stage capitalism. Good for good for Zaslav. Make your money. Money King. <laughs> uh, we got some super chats there, Mary. Sanity Claus said, How progressive of Disney to make a movie about a creepy old man chasing kids around an island? Will the Royals, the Clintons, etc., be making any cameos? I hear they like islands. Uh, I comment just that before they be, locked. That would be that would be good. It'd be what would be what would it be called? It's like a, it can't be called Schindler's list, but it could be called Epstein's list for sure. We could call it Epstein's <laughs> list. By the way, does anyone have an adenochrome hookup? Uh, you know, I'm 33. I gotta start taking care of myself. Plugs in the yeah, chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Let me know. Stacy Dash probably has one. Yep. <laughs> Boosted Yogi said, "I'm with Mary. Prefer the birthday suit." I'm not saying I prefer that. I'm saying men I mean, prefer that. <laughs> he's quoting you, so uh, we'll debate that later. Uh, understood. 
Isaac Martinez said, who would have thought a boxer and a bear on drugs would beat an ant and wasp? Uh, um, you know, yeah. uh, I did. They're all battling it out. Yep. Lane said, miss you guys. Here's to a good show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Chamalama said, if anyone is Snow White, it's Mary. Yep. All right. Let's, let's Transparent. <laughs> let's hold off on the rest and we'll come back. Okay. All right, guys. So... <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, if you were excited for the movie, I know we've got a lot of Dungeons and Dragons fans uh, in the chat. Well, your excitement, you can feel it leaving your body as I read this headline. The Dungeons and Dragons movie intentionally emasculates its leading men. Does that shock anyone here? I mean, is that what they said? Here's the quote. So it says, uh, well, uh, I'll read the whole quote in its entirety. It says, uh, I'll, I'll read it from the start of the headline so you understand the context. It says, while speaking with Variety, Daly and Goldstein discussed how Michelle Rodriguez's Holga the Barbarian and Sophie Lillis's characters tend to engage in the front lines of battle compared to their male party members. Quote, this was not an attempt at wokeness on our part, Goldstein said, and as Daly elaborated, saying, swear to God, it wasn't. We like that Holga is the bruiser that does the dirty work. And he doesn't get, uh, and he doesn't get his hands dirty. We also love emasculating leading men. Cool. So that's the in the actual quote. We love emasculating leading men. How much disposable income do feminist beta males have? That literally every single aspect and product of American culture is geared towards them. Like how, like. How balling out of control are these people? Like, do they just buy everything? They explained that they wrote the men that way because they find it funny and fresh. Yeah. Yes. Really, it hasn't been that way since, like, the last decade oh, and a half. and they also aim to do something similar with Tom Holland's Peter Parker and Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. We like our male heroes to be challenged and not simply heroic. Oh, do you mean like mentally challenged? I like <laughs> I like how they point out like like you can't be both heroic and challenged. Like that's literally part of the hero's journey. Literally yeah, to, overcome to a be challenge. heroic yeah. is you to, have be to be challenged. challenged. What are you even talking exactly. about? They'll just come up with the most like mental gymnastics. Uh, they'll like do like a whole PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on why we shouldn't have yep. actually masculine male characters. Every movie now when is it's just... just the fact <laughs> that they like being Beta. degraded. Yep. And e like... Every woman, every movie right now is going to be a black woman experiencing something. It's going to be like, girl and suddenly like the the villain's like oh, i've been defeated by your braveness and boldness and it's done also i would like to ask them this question if this isn't woke to them what the hell is woke like i would love to hear these guys what are your standards of wokeness i would love to hear these guys descriptions of what woke actually is if that's not wokeness then what the hell they is? noted that they had had experiences with a couple male actors yep. in the past who refused to look weak or vulnerable in a film Oh, well, how dare they not want to be in, intentionally demeaned as their characters. They had the opposite problem with Chris Pine. This is his fault. <laughs> this is his fault. He's he like, plays Edgin the Bard. He's like, emasculate me, please. Emasculate. He, Chris he really Pine cuts. reportedly enjoyed making himself <laughs> look as wow. bad as possible, cool. almost to a fault. Dude, it's to like... the point where the team had to remind him he had <laughs> to look heroic in some scenes. This is literally humiliation <laughs> fetish. I'm not. No, this I'm... is a male feminist. Humiliation fetish it's where all he over gets there. off on looking incompetent and weak. I swear, when I watch movies and television shows that do this to the male actors, it feels like they like it. Yeah. It feels like they're enjoying 
being put in their place. Like, either because of uh, it's an emasculation fetish that they like, or because they literally have so much guilt for being a successful actor, male actor in Hollywood. They're like, yes, please, please make me look bad. I need it. I need it so badly. Like, it's embarrassing and it's pathetic. They said he let the act or let the directors uh, rein him in not to go overboard on his quest to be anti-heroic. <laughs> Don't let it shrivel up too far, Chris. We still need you to... Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> it's actually embarrassing. Like, it also makes me think of um, pro wrestling where it used to be a thing and it's still somewhat a thing in the industry that like if you were a top guy in wrestling, if you were a, a Hulk Hogan or a Stone Cold Steve Austin, remember, those, those are outcomes that are decided before the match, right? Your everything to a wrestler is your character, meaning you can't lose too many matches, otherwise your character starts to lose steam. Yeah. And those top performers protected their rep with everything they had. Hulk Hogan had it in his contracts that he could only lose so many matches. Base. Like, these actors need to start being like, look, I will be in your weird beta male movie, but I will not be, you can hire another guy to be the beta male in this movie. I am not going to do that. I mean, if all the men in movies now, all the male characters get emasculated and degraded and made to look incompetent, pathetic, weaklings, who panic about everything and let women do the dirty work, what is a beta male anymore? If that's the norm. It's the standard, huh? We're also, literally fair, redefining the standard of, of what alpha and beta even means. What would a beta male be then? And what would an alpha male yeah. be? It's maybe the alpha male part of Chris Pine is that he's actually convinced them to pay him more to do less work because the women are doing all the fighting. So he's making more money than the women by, you know, you know, 70 cents on the dollar, like they say. And he's like, look, you look, you know, uh, I can't do anything about the gender wage gap, and but I can help you with uh, with women looking strong and independent. What's woman. weirder is like Chris Pine and every, okay. you know, mainstream uh, male movie star right now. They're paid to look jacked, look traditionally yeah. masculine. Yeah. Have facial hair, have that strong brow ridge. Look, and they've got the jawline. Have the jawline. Yep. Like, look chatted up, but act like yeah. a And then get beta beat up by a 90-pound chick. It's... <laughs> Like, that's that's what makes it all the more rich. Like, you still have to do all the work before the movie. Yeah. So it's <laughs> and like you the get women to get have to shape. do nothing. You have to get in shape. The women, they're like, could you put on, like, five pounds of muscle? They're like, did you just tell me that I don't look good just the way I am? I am going to get you in trouble, good sir. It's like there there has to be some contrast. In what way? Every single movie is this. Every, yeah. Every single... Well, that's why Top Gun Maverick stood out so much. The Last of Us, from what I can tell from your, your re reviews, is just, you know... It's shit, yeah. I mean, it's gay fanfic at yeah. this point. This movie well, there's is several like... It's, it's shipper into, bait, yeah. basically. Yeah, this movie's like, God, aren't you bad stupid? Basically. If women can only look heroic and strong in comparison to men who are failures at their job then you're saying something bad about both sides what movie what other movies have we seen lately where they've done that like um done what where the men have been heavily emasculated. I, I was thinking about like when we saw Black Adam. Obviously, Black Adam is not emasculated, but her, the he's the, also kind of not human. The, the girl's brother is definitely a doofus. Like he's definitely the, the the fat guy who's like he's definitely like comic relief. 
uh, Sarah Shah, the uh, Sarah Shahi's character's brother. I think it's her brother. Yeah. And that, like, he he's a doofus. But so many of these characters, it's like you don't even need to actually come up with a list. Because I bet you, if we picked any movie that's come out in the last several months, you could find at least a couple of characters in each of them where this is the thing. And it's especially, it's especially, it's especially prevalent in fantasy, sci-fi, because those are the genres that seem to delve into, like, that get the most audience that are younger, right? So they're they're bringing Do in. They? anymore uh, i mean really they don't i guess uh, by terms younger uh, i would have especially to the, something like dungeons and dragons i don't think this is gonna it'll be, be like millennial bringing millennial in the zoomers bit. you know yeah it'll be millennial bit mm -hmm. um so look but uh, you know at this point i think this is i used to think that zoomers were all based and millennials were the ones doing this stuff it's dude i think it's you i think zoomers are the ones that mm -hmm. are like it's both of them. Insane out of control. It's, it's both of them. It's, it's millennials and Zoomers. It's mind virus gone wild. No, but all, all the young, you know, Twitch streamers that are they-thems are, are Zoomers. And <laughs> are they-thems? When I think of Twitch, I just think of, like, uh, titty streamers and... That's a section of it, definitely. The men are basically, <laughs> They're just like licking mics. All, like, in a hive mind, like Aiden Ross. Okay, I, I picked a... I, I literally picked a random date from last year to see if I could find... Okay, the movie Ambulance. The movie Ambulance is actually a perfect example of this. Uh, the the main girl is a... Is, she's the most annoying girl boss. It's, it's Isa Gonzalez. And she plays this, like, emotionless girl boss. And her, like, the guy she works in the ambulance with is both emotional and creepy. So he's like, he's both highly emotional when things are like, when the tough gets going and the going gets really, really creepy. To the women who encourage this, uh, all of these stereotypes about men being perpetuated in mm. movies, but also like the, North the people who want this in, in real life. To those women, like who hurt you? Because like, <laughs> why would your desire, hey, for, <laughs> literally who hurt you? Like your desire for safety has steamrolled men yeah. uh, flat to the point where uh, they're ineffectual and you would rather be, like, managed by the mommy state. Like... Government. What man hurt you that made you think men are so dangerous that they need to be neutralized? I don't even know if it's, if by, it's a, a like, specific man. I think it's just that these narratives have gone on for so long now. There was somebody talking about it on Twitter this weekend where they said a lot of the, like women have been shamed out of wanting to have families. Like they like to the point where like they're denying their biological desires to have children and start a family because they're told for generic reasons that you need to girl boss. It's not even shame. It's literally like uh, fear of sur for survival. Like if you think about it, um, every time that a woman voices that she wants to have a family or, or get married in this culture, she's told, oh, but what if the man you marry uh, dies in a car accident? Or what if he leaves you for another woman? Or what if he uh, is secretly gay? But they're <laughs> also he... shamed. They're also shamed by, what if, by women. What if he goes to jail? What if yeah. this happens? What if that happens where you end up alone and helpless? And you have to girl boss as a backup plan in case, or, you know, for the inevitable outcome mm. in which you yeah. get abandoned and left for dead. What are you, so, you going to do? You're not going to be fat and lift During the, literally the safest time in human history At to the be safest time in human history, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the most comfortable time, yeah. Um, Unless there's you're never been, like, a bigger social safety net, right? Yeah. Um, but, but also, like, 
there there are some women encouraging this i'm sure yeah and how like in hollywood every article written when these women do these characters it's always like it's so against the grain it's so it's it's as like and that's the stuff that bothers me it's not the stuff it's not when they say like oh my god i got to play this strong independent woman it's when they're like because that's so not normal as if the last 12 years have not didn't just happen it, yeah, I mean, if you need to constantly assert that you're a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, I think that you are weak, dependent, and do need a man. Yeah. And I also think that's not a bad thing, but you denying it all the time is... Unbecoming. Giving, yeah, it's unbecoming. Well, I'm saying, like, in what, in what scenario are they even allowed to want to have families anymore? The, Celebrities are allowed to because they've already got their well, career only, and they can afford nannies. Only if you nannies. wait until you're 40. Oh, yeah. Do it. High-risk pregnancy. Surrogacy. And also, uh, you have to constantly affirm that other people shouldn't feel like they have to do the same thing. <laughs> Even though you're just living your it's not individual for me. life, it's not for me. It's, it's not. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. They say. Yeah, it's not for Dude, everyone. There's a show called The Politician, and it's S tier progressive propaganda. It's next level. They they have some propaganda on that show that's so next level that I can't even say it on Where air. Where is this? It's on Netflix, and the I protagonist that. of that show is a bisexual like balls to the wall democrat who is in a polyamorous relationship <laughs> who whose mother is the the governor of California what and there were is this and, some kind of like dystopian future it's dude it's you know how dystopian some people future think of, like, next election cycle yeah do, do you do you know how some people think that hollywood just prepares you for whatever psyop they're going to have in the future. That's, this is legitimately that. Uh, I mean, tinfoil thing. Yeah. And well, it's normalizing it. So that it's, it's, it seems, and they have a scene in that movie because he's polyamorous and yeah, he's, uh, despite the fact that he's a dork, he's like crushing. And another lie. He, he gets, yeah. he has a fiance and the other chick of the throuple and the other chick of the throuple gets pregnant and it becomes this conversation about, how the his his fiance wants to have the child and the other one doesn't it's like the one the, who is pregnant yeah. with the child doesn't? i think they're both pregnant like this guy apparently just like super fertile and it's it, it becomes a conversation implying that men in polycules have a sperm count capable of reproducing a, they did a thruple episode of the Source? show elementary the show all, all the way back in like 2013 or 14 they did an episode about a thruple Oh. In that show. Uh, also, I, I do want to point out, like, I came to a realization over the weekend how easy it would be to fix this stuff. <laughs> if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the oh, character <laughs> of the character of Xander, okay, no powers, he not in college, he lives aimlessly, he doesn't really have a purpose other than the fact that he's brave when they need him to be brave, right? But he's never talked down to regularly by Buffy or Willow. Buffy, who is a slayer. Willow, who is a uh, who is a literal witch. Uh, um, Giles, who is the the slayer's watcher. All of these people have powers and abilities and drive the plot forward because they're part of this. You know uh, how they take care of the vampires and the demons, right? And Xander's just kind of there. 
but you never feel as if he's being talked down to because the writers knew enough not to have the other characters, at least not on a regular basis, talk down to him as if he wasn't important. We need to tax Snark. Yeah. Well, like, and, sort and, of and, like in um, Avatar The Last Airbender where uh, Sokka is not a bender, but all the rest of them are benders. Mm. They still give him um, plenty of scenes where he's able to demonstrate his competence. Exactly. Like, and in the, like in the show, Xander, he will go out with them and, and fight vampires and demons even though he's, yeah. he's not good at it. But the point is they show his bravery. And that matters. And the characters don't say like like they will have Cordelia push back and be like, well, you're you're worth like there are episodes where like he kind of gets like Cordelia's like basically like pushing back on him, saying like you don't matter, you're not important. What are you even here for? But it's actually done in a way that makes you feel bad for him because he's bringing about his own self doubt. But you don't get that feeling from Buffy or the other characters. If anything, it's Cordelia who also doesn't have powers and isn't inherently important to the cause who makes those comments about him. The writers knew enough to treat him with respect. All these douchey writers, like on Dungeons and Dragons, have to do is write with respect. They won't do it. Mm. All right. Chris Pine's beta ass is on board with it. It's so. probably the only job he can get. It's no, like, hey, you, no want, you want a job? No. He is a big name actor. He gets is, plenty Is of he work. Yes. a minority and or a woman? It doesn't matter. He's is a it, leading It man. does matter. What do you mean? Long gone are we the days of like the time. No, Richard saying, Gere and Harrison yeah. Ford and like men who have hair on their forearms. Yeah. Now we have like Zac Efron yeah. and well, even Tom he, Holland. Zac Efron is like Jack and, uh, now and like super built. He's always been Jack. Like, this is probably the best he can get. Yeah. Is to cook. I mean, like he was in that movie. I don't. I wanted to review it before. Now I already forgot the name of it. Where he plays the spy and is like, uh, and he meets this lady at like a restaurant, and the whole movie takes place there. He's he also did that movie, The Contractor, where he's like an ex Navy SEAL or something like that. He doesn't just do stuff like this. What I would guess is that the paycheck was just too good. Like, he looked at the amount of oh, money, yeah, and mean, he's like, sure. If anything, it speaks to the power of money and what that will allow you to uh, put yourself through. Like, back in the day, they did, like, the women degraded themselves by being naked on screen for money. Now the men are like, yes, of course you can treat me like an absolute pathetic failure of a human being. And he's not even reluctant about it. That is Like, the he's the one part. taking it yeah. too far. He's like, yeah. he's like, debase me further. Debase me further. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some super chats there. Jacob Edler said, I desperately need a white pill movie recommendation, please. Puss in Boots. Puss in um, Boots. Last wish. Haywire. Did you ever see Haywire with... Uh, um, no. Law-abiding citizen. What, what else did I watch? Uh, what I'm going to watch Cocaine Bear. It looks fun. You, you it know, is should, fun. Uh, oh, also, Ryan Reynolds says he doesn't think there's going to be a Free Guy sequel. He says, does everything need a sequel? Go watch Free Guy. Free Guy was a lot of fun. Does everything need a sequel? No. No. But S- Cocaine Bear does. <laughs> Savrick said, imagine needing slaves of consumption forever. Imagine. Uh, imagine being Disney. Yeah. Disco Jensen said, looking forward to John Wick Chapter 4. Mindless plot, elegantly choreographed action, and exotic locations. Thoughts? See, the mindless plot is where you lose me. Because, like, that means that there are no stakes to this elegantly choreographed action you're talking about. And there's also no reason why they're at any of the locations they're at. There's an argument to be made that the, the, the plot has definitely, like, it's gotten too convoluted and out there since the first one, which was essentially, like, a very, very good revenge story. 
Um, and a it needs of, to be straightforward because I just grief. assume that I'm not getting yeah. it. And uh, the very first one is a very clear-cut story of revenge and grief. And as it goes on, it becomes more and more convoluted and the style takes over for the substance. I don't mind it because it is some of the most elegantly crafted action you're ever going to see on screen. I do think that the, the last action scene in John Wick Chapter 3 went on a little too long for my for my liking but that's if i'm being honest that's what i'm liking about the show into the badlands like there is a plot there right there's a character named mk who has like this mysterious power where, where whenever he gets cut he basically gets taken over and he can like destroy people and they're kind of exploring like trying to figure out how to harness that power and there's the story of the warring barons in this dystopian future but you know i'm mainly there to marvel at the fact that Orla Brady is 61 going on 30 years old uh, and watch the action scenes, which are really, really well done and watch the widow just murk dudes and keep keep it alive for redheads on screen everywhere. So potatoes for Seamus sent us a dollar without a message. Thank, Thank you. you. Deadfoot said, Dane, did you get around to Hogwarts? Also, I'm starting to fear the D&D movie more so <laughs> than I already was. As you should. Yeah, I, I haven't had the chance to play Hogwarts. Or boot that. George Jones the third said the John Halo show, aka Master Cheeks, broke me. Oh man. Uh luckily we won't have to review season two of Halo. There's no way. I mean no one's even gonna can't. watch it. Dude, I literally could not get past the first five seconds. The I like the the biggest compliment I was able to give that show was I was like wow they did that whole opening action sequence in the day they didn't cheap out and do it at night like they always do because it's easier to do mm-hmm. visual effects at night they did it in the in the bright white light of day and it's noticeable <laughs> it's noticeable Bobcat said I'm officially another year older gonna kick back and watch some Cannonball Run Happy birthday Happy birthday How old are you That's the question. Jimbo, yeah, leave your ages in the chat. Leave yeah. all of your identifying information. Yeah, uh, mother's mother's maiden name. <laughs> yeah. Social security number. Jimbo said, I think D&D is courting the Disney adult dink audience. Dude, I don't I'm know what you, dink means. Dual they income, have disposable no kids. income, smaller target, higher ticket prices, but even that model is failing. Dual income, no kids, dink. Woo! Thank oh, you. Oh, that, okay. So that actually has a... Woo! That's so confusing. I mean, why would you... Uh, if... There's going to be a a new Scream movie this week. Uh, If anyone... not watching. If everyone can... If anyone can point out to me which Scream of the Screams from that movie that you hear at the end there, I would be very, very impressed. Um, if they point it out, are you going to actually watch the movie, or are you just going to talk about the old ones? Oh, I just love the old ones. Okay. Mr. Toad said, how Peter Pan and Wendy answers the question of what it means to grow up will determine if it's a good movie with woke decorations or a shallow Trojan horse with a woke core. My guess is shallow Trojan horse. What if it's like, you never grow up. <laughs> I mean, isn't the point of it that Wendy is like the only girl that most of the Lost, Bo- Lost Boys have ever seen? Like, like they've never seen a girl before. They're all incels. Yeah. Is that the point? Like, I, I mean, I thought like she was like a mothering figure to them because well, they'd never Tinkerbell seen a... Well, Tinkerbell is, um, 
I guess, I mean, she's not a human, but Tinkerbell's female. Ooh, somebody says they're three. Uh, says they're three hundred and sixty-four years old. We got some old people in the chat. Incredible. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> um, but who? Oh my God! I remembered, guys. I'm so excited. I remembered. Okay, so me and <laughs> me and Chris Poole were looking at the analytics for the channel, and we found that one viewer, one viewer watches Pop Culture Crisis in their Nintendo Wii. Yes, I would love to know who that is, <laughs> and I need to know who this person is. Who Shout are out you? To that person, like, <laughs> did they crazy. change the channel? Like, it's like I, they're playing like Wii Tennis. Is like, oh wait, Pop Culture Crisis is on. And then they, <laughs> Take an hour to load up Pop Culture Crisis on their Wii. I love it. Let's hold off on the rest and we will come back, Mary. Okay. All right, we're moving on. All right, guys. So I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Wasn't my thing. It's kind of a girly show. Yeah, not, not my thing. I do, however, love the movie Romeo Must Die. And that does, in fact, have the actor Isaiah Washington in it who has announced his retirement because he says that the useful idiots in Hollywood have won. Yeah, he's, he's quitting acting officially. I, this is giving, um, like, when someone makes their profile picture black and then makes their bio just, like, bye, like goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. And says that they're leaving social what? media forever, it's when in reality, you know they're coming back this the next is, uh, week. This is a thing that would happen in skating. Like, as a subculture for skating, because skating takes up such becomes such a part of your identity, right? Like, your friend group is made up of skaters. Well, there's always that person who's, like, really negative and they go on social media to announce to everyone that they're quitting, mm -hmm. which is not a thing. Like, you could stop for it's, five years. What it means is, I'm going to quit if you don't beg me to, to stay. stay. Yes. Guys. So, and, and that's essentially what happened here, because yes. as, soon as, as soon as he got done, he got such a, a positive uh, reaction from people, because he's like, he's not a huge fan of the socialists or the communists. I love his tweet, though. Um, he said, Though have been, those who have been following and witnessing my journey here on Twitter, water since 2011 i did wonder why they edited it i'll <laughs> know that i have fought the good fight but it seems that the haters provocateurs and the useful idiots have won it sounds it's giving trump I love the it. hates the haters and losers I i'm no longer interested in the back and forth regarding a color construct that keeps us human beings divided nor am i interested in politics or anything vitriolic yet he describes himself as a frederick Douglass conservative i will be Based. traveling this great country before it falls into socialism and then Based. communism until then know that this frederick Douglass conservative will keep his powder dry and loves you all what does that mean guys do you <laughs> keeps his powder dry i have no idea what that means I don't guys get it. Grey's Anatomy is the most unhinged show that has ever aired on television. Grey's Anatomy is mass psychosis for women. Really? It's a show about doctors having sex every possible second with any possible person. Even and patients? Especially patients. Completely disregarding anyone's yeah. health. And everyone dies. The doctors die. The patients die because they're all having sex. And, and it's, it's insane. And they then, die. They come back to life. And then they die again. And, and, and then it's 
the doctors being like, oh, I'm just so sad about how this patient died of a completely unpreventable thing. You never treated the patient. <laughs> you let him die. You were having sex. You were cheating <laughs> on your husband for the 83rd time the scene. It sounds like it was even crazier behind the scenes. Uh, I read about this incident with Isaiah Washington and Patrick Dempsey. Um, Good old Patrick. Hey, he's a screen. This he, is in the tell-all about Grey's Anatomy behind the scenes. So it says uh, it sort of exploded. They got into an arguing match, and before you know it, they were physically fighting. I was standing there in Video Village. I'm like six feet, four inches. I'm bigger than both of them, but I didn't really jump in right away because I'm like, I don't know if I want to get involved. And Isaiah Washington, for whatever reason that day, took, just took that the wrong way and went after Patrick Dempsey. I guess he felt disrespected that he and the crew had been waiting. Patrick yeah. was late. <clears throat> he went after Patrick, pushed him up against the wall, and said, you can't talk to me the way that you talk to that little beep TR. <laughs> so uh, he called him the, the F slur, the, the homophobic F word. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone knew that TR Knight was gay, so... He probably was saying that as a targeted insult. And this was back in 2007, which I thought was acceptable back then. But he had to apologize at the Golden Globes, in which he said the F slur again (laughs) in his apology. It's giving... giving Papa John's vibe. When he's like... like, I love it. (laughs) I love the vibes. Um, So yeah, he, he apologized. And eventually, ABC just fired him. And he was no longer on Grey's Anatomy anymore. Man, for that reason, own a damn box. So Max sounds like he's pretty based, um, but kind of unhinged. Oh, a little bit. What? So he's oh. saying that Corsicana, oh, birth control time. Corsicana is, is about the last Bass time Reeves. he's going to be on screen. So, but he's also he then started a GoFundMe so that he could make a movie about Bass Reeves, who is oh, the. Oh no! He said he was leaving Hollywood, and then he's not leaving Hollywood. Shocking! Shocking! I tell you. But the the, <laughs> the Bass Reeves movie, like he he wants to make a movie based on Bass. Reeves, who was like the, he was the first black U.S. marshal, but yeah. the movie Corsicana has Bass, him as Bass Reeves in it, so it's like a, he wants to start the Bass Reeves cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. Let's go! He's just really <laughs> obsessed with this historical figure for some reason. Well, uh, only a couple of other people have played him. It's really funny. There's a there's a scene in the show Justified where they talk about how they need to make a Bass Reeves movie, and then just like a couple years later, they ended up doing that. So he said, after seeing the incredible positive response to my recent announcement of retirement from the entertainment <laughs> industry, it became clear that I have been operating outside of the traditional Hollywood system oh successfully God. for the last 15 yeah. years. Shout so why stop now with over 5 million views and counting with my February 28th Twitter post? It seems that if I receive just $1 from 5 million people, <laughs> then Hell I will yeah. have more than enough capital oh. to continue independently producing my own Bass Reeves movie projects for a fall 2023 shooting schedule in Arkansas and Oklahoma. So... Elon Musk is going to be kicking himself for putting view counts on tweets because this is making him think that 5 million people would give him money. He really believes it's like there's a very famous saying in like comics Twitter. It's like, look, you can't you can't spend likes. It's you, currently, you especially can't spend views in this yeah. case. His GoFundMe page right now has a goal of $1 million and he has made $11,000 in 84. In how long? Uh, or no, no. Uh, in... When did he put it up? Four days ago. Oof. He put it up four days ago. So, um... How much money? He's made $11,000 in 
about? I'm gonna donate one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at uh, fan, Why is the fans of pop culture crisis. I too no. am retiring. I just I don't <laughs> yeah. think there are enough people who are enthusiastic about the first black <laughs> deputy marshal, Bass Reeves, yeah. to fund a project like this. And five million is not that much. No. Why to make a movie anyway? One person, one of the top donations was a thousand dollars. Why someone is, really wants this to happen? Why is it the fault? personality it's probably him donating himself why is it the full personality <laughs> of every single american a 14 year old girl with incredible depression every this is sir you are what like 40 50 i cannot believe you just did a guys i'm leaving i'm out of here I'm and now all of these people are saying like thank you for taking a stand against <laughs> demonic hollywood <laughs> well like, look those are the words that sell like unfortunately like, those are the it's words true. like those but are I the wonder buzzwords if he that, feels that way like when, when people say that, it's like and i get and i get like a bit I don't like like I don't even like saying woke, and we have to say it all the time because it is sometimes like when we talk about Dungeons and Dragons, is there a word that more succinctly describes a writer's behavior like that? There really isn't. I, like, I don't like saying someone it. Someone commented saying he only made the ridiculous announcement to see if anyone was listening. I bet if someone offered him a part right now, he would take it. But if he is retired, ain't nobody missing him. I like, I'm gonna miss him. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna miss him. I like to say progressive. Because there is a political faction that's progressives and they spout all this. Yeah. I think woke is like a catch-all term to save progressives from taking the heat from their worst ideologues. Yeah. And we should more specifically being like, the, no, this, this is the end result of progressives being absolutely ridiculous. It also sounds like he was part of that progressive cabal sure. for the time at least that he was on Grey's Anatomy because it says after he uh got into this confrontation and called his co-star a slur um <laughs> you could it says you could see Isaiah's pupils go wide like what did I do it was quiet like and everyone the, had to leave the set like that clip on the of the guy saying who like who like he mouths the n-word on stream and like you see his just whole soul leave his body because he knows his, his career, train CV his one? career yeah. his who? career is over I don't is this remember. twitch streamer named train who like said the n-word while he was rapping like with a song and you could just see I think I, I'm pretty sure it was Trainwreck, or maybe it was somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. Also, to be fair, uh, beyond just Isaiah Washington in this movie, Corsicana, it does have Stacey Dash. So I support anything Woo! with Stacey Dash in it. Yeah. She's looking mighty fine for like 56 years old, ladies and gentlemen. She, she played, moisturizes. She, she has the adrenochrome. She has. She's in her own lane. <laughs> that moisturizer <laughs> that was like made of like baby foreskins. Or something. Oh my god! What was that? She's like, like yeah, Caltro like, was peddling or on something. like Ellen. In Everyone in the crowd's like, yeah, baby, like Tibetan baby like, foreskin. All the confused liberal white women were like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they were like, and they're, she's like, it's made from like the foreskin of Tibetan children. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> In, in one of our first live episodes, I remember saying like, you can, you can convince these people to any form of violence, genocide, or whatever. And if they got their Beyonce saying it, they'd be like, yas, queen. Yep. Yeah. Look, state. Let, let, let's uh, let's look at Stacey Dash's video from the other day. I, I just want to watch. Let's. Yeah, she looks great. I miss being young. Your twenties are great. 
You're down for She might be filtering this. She's filtered. She's, she's filtered, but like, still. You want to go? You're like, I'll go. You don't even know where you're going. You're like, I'll move, dude. I'll, I'll set my apartment on fire. What do you want to do? So just, it's she, really a travesty that she wasn't invited um, to do that Super Bowl. We need her. We need her on this show. We, we need Stacy Dash on this show. She's based. That would be hell. She know. uh, she's so based. She voted for Mitt Romney. Stacy Dash, <laughs> Mitt Romney. If you're watching this right now, which she is, send us an email. Like, like she 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 voted Slide for Obama. She voted for Obama in 08 and then went full neocon in 2012. And to be like, a, you're not even allowed to be a neocon in Hollywood. I think. You kind of are. I think I mean, no, that's the yeah, reason no, she's that's what, Kevin, not... that's what Kevin Costner is. Kevin Costner's a neo. Right, but isn't that the reason she wasn't invited for the Super Bowl commercial? Like she's obviously Maybe. the person that I mean, you would invite. I, I do I do like the idea of her like wanting to go on there and they're like, sorry, you can't. And Alicia Silverstone says, fine, I'll go and hang out with her after. Like, I like yeah. the idea that maybe Alicia Silverstone couldn't get around the commercial, but they're still friends. The last right? time I saw them like taking pictures and like filming TikToks together was yeah. in November last year. So Alicia Silverstone doesn't yeah. really care about people. People who are asking, stuff. people who are asking Stacey Dash played Dion from Clueless. Uh, she's also going to be in that movie, the Corsicana movie with, with uh, Isaiah Washington. But I want to get, uh, I'm trying to get me some Stacey Dash on this show. Seriously? She looks very good for 56 years old. Very good. Also, that means that she was, so she was born in 67 or whatever. So she, she was 28 when, when she was playing a teenager in Clueless. I love it. What's the power rankings of desired guests for Pop Culture Crisis? Who's number one? Um, Chet Hanks Chet is Hanks definitely is up there. It costs money, though. I'm glad we haven't changed I, <laughs> I reached, core values. I, I, I sent a message to Samita Armstrong. I've not heard back yet. I would like to have her on the show. You know, there's there's a there's a bunch. We of we definitely have a running list yeah. that we're always adding to. But Stacy Dash, if you watch this show, please just send me a message. Okay. <laughs> Super chats. Yeah, we got some there. Disco Jensen said there are ESG guidelines that production houses use in current film and story. Uh, story takes a backseat to G. casting decisions and messaging. I was thinking about it the other day. Like this, like it used to be kind of a golden age. Like I, I was watching the bonus features for like season six of house. And they talked about how, like when the show got big, uh, when you get a show that gets to be that popular, right? You can make a wish list of all the actors you'd like to work with yeah. because once it becomes popular, they're all going to want to be on the show. And they listed all these actors that were just big names, right? Like now they don't get to do that anymore. They don't get to be like, I want to work with this person. They're going to be like, okay, I want to work with this person, but are they the right age, sex, race, Gen, you know they they have to meet meet all these boxes. They have to check all these boxes before Unless they're, they're even a allowed. Legacy to... member. I know? mean, yeah, but even then, even then, they're like, oh, sorry, I would love to have this person on there, but we need to fit uh, a trans non-binary person of color in on this role, and I'm sorry, but you can't be there. Dude, how busy there's, there's must no Jordan black be? Black Margot Robbie, be? you hmm? know. There's no minority Margot Robbie. They'll There's find nothing one. Uh, like like comparable. an equi like an equivalent to to Margot to to her. Is yeah. that kind of what Jenna Ortega is becoming? In a way, like or, or like those. Uh, Do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Like she, we'll she have could to see. She could be there. Well, chat. That'd be interesting. Chat. Do you think is there a is there like a, a minority equivalent to Margot Robbie? I bet you there is, and we're Certainly just certainly not, not her age and how. Uh, so, so I'm thinking, yeah, because like Halle Berry's status. old. Halle Berry's old. Zoe Aldana. 
Zoe, so Zoe Saldana is good. That's that's. I it. know uh, this she's, chick. The, she's a little bit older though. The hot euphoria uh, chick. What's her name? Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. Probably Zendaya. Um, yeah. Zoe Kravitz is getting Zoe up there Kravitz. now as far as popularity. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. As much she as just I, looks so forgettable. Who? Zoe Kravitz. Like I think she looks so yeah, unlikable. Does she like? Is she charming? You know? No, she's no. not. She's unlikable. Like a lot of people don't like Zendaya either. No one's charming anymore. People think that Zendaya still has like a Disney Channel acting style where she just like acts like there's a laugh track, even though if there's not one. Yeah. Um, or like she can only make this face like. Charm yeah. and charisma is a thing of the past. Like it's, well, yeah, they don't. We're need done to with be, that. They don't need to be charismatic anymore. Yeah, no, you just need to be black. <laughs> okay well <laughs> i mean that's that's literally what it is yep. chris mistopoulos said chris pine can play in a 50 shades of gray remake where a girl boss is doing stuff to him oh my god stuff oh that my YouTube god don't does even not speak. let me joke about in this super chat you can guess what the name of the movie would be don't even speak that into existence that will likely happen dude it's being filmed a girl boss 50 speak. shades oh yeah. please no is this a chick like always wearing uh, the, uh what is it, what is the Hillary wears the power suits the power suits she's a chick wearing suits. wearing power suits being like I like and the shoulder pads yeah oh no yeah and it's Tom what's Sendai's boyfriend's name Tom Holland Tom I Holland I mean Jamie Dornan in Fifty Shades like Jamie Dornan doesn't even seem like the the alpha type of actor anyway he was in that show The Fall with Gillian Anderson where he plays the serial killer. Mm, um, he's more alpha that. in that in, in an extremely creepy way. Okay. Mm. Just anything he plays is, is going to be creepy. Kind of, yeah. Greg Duvier said, yes, Brett, keep talking about how amazing of a show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, I think you mean was. <laughs> Xander was always my favorite character on the show. All these other people in the chat were saying Xander was a dork. He was. Yeah. But Xander was annoying. But he's lovable and he's amazing. And he's, but he's like, here's the thing. Buffy never speaks down to, like, very, like it's, it's funny because, like, his character pines for Buffy early in the show, right? Like, he, he, he can't stop thinking about her. He wants to get with her. She never sees him that way. Eventually, he ends up with Cordelia. But he's just, he's on his own journey and it's just never done in a way that belittles him. He's just, it's understood that, look, you're not going to be the slayer. You're not a witch. You're not magic. But he always has a way of contributing and the writing understood that and respected him. That was the charm of the 90s. The charm of the 90s is Dude. you are who you are and you're still part of the gang. Also, but like, now it's everything so individualistic that it's only one. There is a fashionable narrative. And everything must follow that fashionable narrative. And then another fashionable narrative comes in. And then we pretend nothing in human existence was ever, ever happened before the narrative. Yeah. Nothing. Also, like, uh, if you want to see a perfect example of, like, if you want to imagine men's fashion in the 90s, it's every single outfit Xander ever wore. Like, when I look at it, I'm literally transported back to, like, seeing my, like, my brother was in high school in, like, 1997, and I'm like, holy crap. That's literally what it looked like. It's exactly. Like, Where are the 2000s shows where they were wearing, um, like, striped long sleeve polos with plaid Bermuda shirts? Yeah. Well, but here, yeah, but here's the thing, like, ever notice how like like the 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 men in those shows like i just watched a couple of videos like on instagram they're like it's like somebody had a video camera at a high school in 2003 and like none of the girls in high school shows ever look like girls look like in high school because girls in high school wear hoodies and blue jeans to school at least at my high school well, in, 
in Minnesota, right? So it's like, uh, but in these TV shows, they're always like on Pretty Little Liars, they're all dressed like mid twenties professional women. But it's they're, because yeah, on on Pretty Little Liars, yeah. they're like business casual, they're, which also like started a weird trend that actually happened in the early 2010s where teenage girls were dressing business casual and so it was horrible it, 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 <laughs> to, it had emulate, to, un- to emulate it yeah. had to be uncomfortable like they're like i don't really want to do this it'd be much better to wear some some comfortable jeans and a hoodie it's because when you're filming raunchy scenes with a minor you have to go above and beyond to get a bunch of permissions and the legal guardians have to be there during the thing and so they get a bunch of 20 year olds as a result but the point is the fashion should match up but i guess it's not it's not visually appealing it be realistic it's, it's, not, like, it's like what time did that girl have to get up to go she, school starts at eight she had to be up at four to get like to do her makeup that well and get her hair done all perfectly and and pick yeah. the right outfit like they're not getting up at four every day so they can look like that just to go to school that's not a like thing like in mean girls yeah that's not a thing yeah they're making this up raymond g stanley jr said uh brett don't let it shrivel up too far, Chris. LMAO. <laughs> Glad I checked in today. I need more PCC in my life. Y'all should check out Mad Heidi. Okay. Oh, I had somebody. I've somebody... seen Mad Heidi. Who's that one lady that we talked about that one day who has the, she talks in her car. I already forgot. Wait, she, was, she was on Dr. Phil. Oh, HRH. Somebody was like posting like reaction videos to her this weekend. And it was really, really funny. Who it was, did? Like, I, it, was, it was somebody like I went through like just a timeline of somebody who was like posting this reaction videos who clearly didn't get the. You have to be in the know. Yeah. With you have, HRH. You have you know? to understand HRH. Like even me who doesn't really watch HRH like understood the like you I understood the, the assignment. They did not the understand vibe. the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Bags said gunpowder is more reliable when dry ready to use. Okay. I didn't realize he was talking about gunpowder there. Let's read one more and then we will move on. Uh, KMF Opposer said keeping your powder dry is a reference to being calm and ready for a possible problem in the future. Made popular by Oliver Cromwell at the Battle of Edge Hill, supposedly. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the thorough. Thank you for the chat. history uh, lesson. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, we're moving on. So, <laughs> oh my God, this story. Uh, four years ago, the world wept slightly <laughs> as the Victoria's <laughs> Secret fashion show was pulled from the air over controversies surrounding uh, the. W- w- how would you describe the controversies, Mary? They, is it because that they weren't inclusive, or is it just because it was sexist? Uh, they 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 cited sexist working conditions, uh, um, misogynist working conditions at the at Victoria's Secret. Well, the body positivity movement had a part to play yep. in it, but also a lot of trans people thought that. Um, trans models were not included enough in Victoria's Secret's promotional materials because they get to be real women too, right? Well, now it's um, back. It's coming back, ladies and gentlemen. The Victoria's Secret fashion show is I going to be... I thought that they just... They put it on hiatus because of like the fact that it's hugely expensive to put on no. and lost the money. Uh, I mean, it does lose the money every year. Like, I'm sure it loses them, but it's good. And I mean, they were losing tons of money anyway yeah. because, like, uh, they were, you know, ruining their own brand by making it more inclusive already. Exactly. So it says the company further said that their new brand projection and mission will be their guiding light. And it says, although it is unclear exactly what that is. So but- after, after the hiatus, the new version is... Uh, 
coming and it's going to be more inclusive I'm and diverse. pictures on screen. Don't people want pictures? People would rather have pictures on screen for this, right? No? They said we're always so. innovating and ideating in all spheres of the business to continue to put our customer at the center of all we do and reinforce our commitment to championing women's voices and their unique perspectives. I love the word salad that accompanies What the ev- hell it does doesn't that mean? mean anything. It never means anything, <laughs> dude. Here's what it says. Yeah, did you read this part? Uh, to up Enchant- it says, Victoria's Secret is committed to inspiring women around the world with products and experiences that uplift and champion them in their journey while creating lifelong relationships and advocating for positive change. You didn't say anything. That doesn't mean anything, dude. You make underwear and lingerie. Just say it. We make slutty lingerie and underwear and bras for women that's all you have to do rihanna kind of already ended them with her brand Fenty. Um, yeah. so i don't know they, they've kind of ended their prestige as like the lingerie brand but they were already like ruining it before they they ended the fashion show era yeah because they were bringing in all these fat models and like <laughs> if you think about it what i said before is like Men notoriously don't care about lingerie. They care about looking at women's bodies and lingerie covers women's bodies. Mainly. Men like hot chicks <laughs> in any form. Um, I will take the women in the lingerie. If, 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 if other men are passing on them, I will take them. How bold of you. Send bro. them my way. And like, also they were saying, <laughs> you know, we want to rebrand Victoria's Secret so that it's about what women want and not yeah. what men want. What do women but want? what women want is, is to be wanted, to be by, wanted by men or at least to be what they think men want, but men don't actually want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I don't. It's kind of hard to follow. No, yeah. no, I, I get what you're saying. But you get what I'm saying, yes, right? Yes, I do. I am every woman. Dane, you're just, you're out of the loop today. I, I am know. every woman, Might be first not of all. eating food that is uh, impairing your cognitive <laughs> function, yeah. but. It's a lot. <laughs> so they were getting I mean, complaints it- about a culture of misogyny, bullying, and harassment in the company as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's not the... They're Oodles of hot chicks. Because, you know, hot chicks don't bully anyone. They're always just so pleasant. Well, right. We and have to believe kind. that attractive women don't have a mean bone in their body. Right. So a bunch of hot chicks worked together, and it was all very peaceful. Well, they were blaming the male chief marketing officer, Edward Razak. Uh, yeah. They said that he was uh, anti-plus-size women and anti-transgender models and uh, said that they wouldn't ever be featured in their fashion shows, quote, because the show is a fantasy. And maybe fat people and trans people aren't part of the, you know, average. The traditional male fantasy. Male fantasy. So shocking. <laughs> that's, Absolutely that's an absolute shocking. Shocking revelation I to could a lot go, of people. I could, go to a, I could go to a regular mall and see the, the women that you're putting in the show with them now, and I don't really need to do that. Like, I, I, I had been that. meaning to watch this, but Hulu put out this documentary or like docuseries last year about it called Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons, which is like, it, just, it sounds <laughs> like it's about nothing. <laughs> Somebody and it jerked is themselves off when they came up with that title. Um, <laughs> they're talking about the issues of sexism and body shaming that took place when Les Wexner, who apparently was on the Lolita Express at what? one point or another, was in charge of the company. Allegedly, models were made to feel uncomfortable about their bodies, and Victoria's Secret issued a statement after this docuseries came out saying, they're a different company with a new leadership team. And uh, 
they wanted everyone to feel seen, respected, and valued. Again, words whatever that, mean, that means. Words that mean literally nothing at all. Like if I if I asked the chat, like, what would it take for you to feel seen, respected, and what was the last one? Value. 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 Uh, and I it's would. It's all ask about you, you deserve this. You deserve that. Yep. Not that you have to aspire to be something you're not. You but, know? but wait, there's more. Did you know that Lizzo has an opinion on this? She does. I'm sure she does. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I, right. I'll take the image <laughs> okay, off the screen. Okay, I'm sorry. Guy. Look at that picture, though. Look I, at that picture. I, I got rid of it. She literally second. can't stand with her, her feet touching. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, this isn't healthy. This isn't okay. Dude, I, I love every time. It was like, and now for the opinion on fat people, Lizzo. Like, he, it's every time. Here is her quote. She says, At least she's staying in her lane. But if brands start doing this only because they received backlash, then what happens when the trends change again? She continued. I thought she said she wanted to use cancel culture. Do for, the CEOs of these companies value true inclusivity or do they just value money? I'll answer that question for you. They just value money. They don't, nobody in the world actually values inclusivity. No actual person in the business world does. That's not a real thing. Well, the problem is, you know. Somebody says, they, no, she's in two lanes. When they put out. A, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, they, when they put out a, a commercial like this which, with a bunch of fat women in it and trans women in it. Um, but then they sprinkle in some hot women as well. You're supposed to buy the narrative that they're all the same. You know, that they all exist on the same tier of hotness and desirability right. and fantasy. And you're not allowed don't. to pick one or the other. You're, you're not allowed to like, what they should do is they should do this and then like, like record people watching it and give people remotes and see like who fast forwards through the ugly people <laughs> and the fat people just to get to the hot women. I wonder, okay, do they announce like which pop star is going to be like performing at it? Is it going to be Sam too. Smith and Pasties? Oh, is it going to be Sam oh, Smith? Oh God, no. Traditionally, they've had like you know Ariana Grande, yeah. Taylor Swift, um, Lady Gaga. Fallout Boy did it. Yeah, but like now they're gonna choose somebody. Dude, they're just gonna have that. I just wanna, dude, what if that's actually? What if what if that's what they did? It's just all hot women, and Sam Smith does the music, and that's how they're inclusive. That would be awesome. Or it could be Bad Bunny. What do you think? All yeah, Sam guy. Smith, Sam Smith, and Bad Bunny. By the way, Kim Petras. Bad Bunny is my fault. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, Bad Bunny happened the second i left puerto rico for the u.s and the void that i left in that island allowed him to happen so i'd like to take this moment to apologize it's to definitely your universe. fault it's definitely your fault yes what's funny to me is like they're including bella hadid in this ad who is like of course model skinny notoriously her mother like tells them to like chew an almond very slowly <laughs> and you know she's like sending this message of of love and acceptance and tolerance um alongside all of these models who she would rather she'd probably rather die than look like them yeah. like she, oh, absolutely she would probably be uh, utterly humiliated if she gained even 10 pounds <laughs> in that direction but we're supposed to accept the the message of tolerance and and love and acceptance that they're selling. 
I, also, I don't I don't accept that. Also, I don't believe it when Bella freaking Hadid posts a what I eat in a day of her eating anything over a thousand calories. She, I don't believe that because it, I'm not a gullible little baby. She throws it up after though. That's I mean, the part they don't yeah, show. She's yeah, like, she hits record. She's like, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever she's doing, it's only for that day so that she can make you think she has a normal <laughs> diet. That but was a like, month's worth of food. I mean, the truth is, yeah. if you're a skinny model, you are eating less yeah. than is recommended by a doctor, probably. Whenever, I mean, not, if you work out, probably not. It depends. Whenever, it depends. like, like skaters would do, like, day in the lifes back in, like, the mid-2000s, that was, like, a big thing, was, like, day in the lifes. And it's, like, everybody's skating, like, nine separate spots. It's, like, they get up at eight to go skate. Nobody in the world actually. Yeah, this is my normal Nobody day my gets up at eight to go. Skaters wake up at noon. And afternoon, and that's it. Like, at least back then, right? So it's like now that you're older, it's a little bit different. But it's like, and it was like, oh yeah, we're up at nine to go skating. I'm like, liar! You lie. Nobody got up that early to go do that. You're lying. Like, and that trend has just continued onwards. Also, is there a male equivalent to this? To to, to this type of fashion show, is there a guy's version of this? Well, only chicks? gay guys like looking at at scantily clad guys that much. So there's honestly. no like, I, like, but 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 there, but <laughs> I can't. If a guy version of this existed, shows? there's no there's no fat dudes in that, are there? Um, I mean, I I wouldn't guess that there are, but I, they are increasingly trying to include fat models of, uh, like male models as well, like Calvin Klein, for and, instance. And that's bad. Don't do that. You I mean, don't need that. Calvin Klein literally had a a pregnant. Yeah trans male like female to male identifying model that's the direction we're going in it's like it's you know have your cake and eat it too and then throw it up and then claim it's still cake it says it's <laughs> worth noting that only 13 of victoria's secrets products on their website go to 4x comparatively 306 products are sold in a size small so they're not very inclusive over there at Victoria's Secret. That's not very nice of them. That's hilarious. They just put a, a bunch know. of fat chicks in the shows and four XL like, is pretty freaking inclusive. And, if you're not included no, but, there, but only thirteen True. products of it. Uh, only thirteen of it. Also, it's like I imagine that it's more expensive because it's literally more fabric. It, and, yeah, yeah it is. And then they get I mad. always asked, like, why is plus size clothing not more expensive than smaller size clothing? Because they're literally using more material. Yep. And it it costs more. Your yep. carbon footprint. That's what I don't understand. Like, why aren't we talking about the emissions of of weighing four hundred pounds? You know. <laughs> I don't like, want to think about the emissions bad. of weighing 400 pounds, personally. <laughs> like, the, the carbon footprint of being morbidly obese probably has way more of an impact than if normal-sized people I'm, start eating impossible burgers. Look, I'm sorry. That, look at this. The guy that studied that is in Guantanamo right now. This probably. this looks painful. This and then and uncomfortable. this. <laughs> this. This. But, okay, like, Everyone chooses this. Scroll, scroll down see a difference, to the video. Brett. That they that they posted the, this one yeah uh might be copyrighted but we could oh is it uh, okay if it's got music yeah probably copyrighted but like they're doing yeah. this everyone cover your ears <laughs> copyrighted okay they're doing this in a way that like it just flashes all of these images in front of you and you're supposed to accept that all of them are identical and they're not in fact including the skinny hot ones with the fat ugly ones it, it's more cruel. Yeah. 
It's making fun of them. And when you watch them go down the aisle and they place them next to each other, it's like it does feel like they're asking you to like laugh at the like. Like this is an industry run by catty, sinister homosexual men and old women. Yeah. And you think that they're doing this <laughs> because they're nice and they're just like giving the the fatties a chance? No, it makes money. And you money. don't think they're laughing? It makes money. Uh, it, it makes money this either. Money. Like it, no, it makes them money by uh, whether through investment, right? Isn't that what ESG is all about? That the, it is responsible investing for social causes. Social causes being four XL and above. But ESG is basically so you can get loans. I mean, these companies are always taking out loans, though, aren't they? Like, they're always kind of... Uh, don't most of these companies operate at, like, a loss a lot of the time? Yeah. They do. So, it's, it's, it's their like gaming own fault. It's their own fault when they do that. You know, Victoria's Secret was a huge brand because they were an aspirational brand. And I miss that. I miss the... Uh, there were also less things on offer, but... Yep. Yeah. I miss a time when people on a whole considered what they saw in the media to be something aspirational. When I watch old movies and I realize that most of the actors and actresses are tall and good looking, it doesn't make me feel envious. Like it, it doesn't even feel, in a lot of ways it's weird. It doesn't even make me feel aspirational. It's like, I don't look at like a tall, like a, like a tall actor and think like, I wish I was taller. I appreciate that visually that is what needs to be represented on screen because it's the best possible image of what we're seeing. I don't feel like I need to look like that person, nor do I feel jealous of that person. And it's weird to me that people feel the need to see somebody that looks exactly like them on screen or on the runway. Like, I don't buy that you are a teenager who's overweight and you see an overweight model now you think, I could be, I can finally see myself uh, on the runway. I can be a model. You could have always seen yourself on the runway if you were more disciplined and you had more vision. But people aren't and they don't. It's not even about discipline. I mean, you're either, you're, sometimes you're just born with yeah. uh, advantages and nobody is willing to admit that some people are, are naturally inclined or better than others. Yeah. It's a fact. Like that's, that's what inequality is. Yeah, like, you can't you can't rectify all disparities. That yeah. leads to people like literally dying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what they're they're we're marching towards that. It sounds ever so awfully slowly. eugenicist yes. to me. We're, we're marching towards that ever so slowly here, though, and not even all that slowly in a lot of cases. I feel like every show I'm on is just like, hey, you guys want to get blackpilled about stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't find it blackpilling because like literally, who cares what this like mega corporation does with their brand? I, like I mean, it's the greater fabric of society, right? It's the it's the fact Victoria's that Victoria's Secret is the fabric of society, the very sheer, I mean, what, lacy fabric no, of society. It's the but, best fabric there is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's the literal fabric. No, but it's to my recurring point that we're we're in an age where we're so self censored that we can't express our true desires. Not everybody like, can be Jordan Peterson and say no facts. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. It's we all just gotta pretend it's like, oh, personally I like the morbidly obese one in the wheelchair with the peg leg. It's <laughs> but it's not truthfully, that's not what you think. Nope. It's not. But it, it is unpolite and unbecoming to have such commonsensical admissions. This is what happens when you don't push back on women's insanity and neuroticism. Also part of it I think is like it's just how much uh, of us we are connected on the internet mm -hmm. now. Like you could see like if this was on TV 
you could make that comment to your friend in the room with you and be like, look at that. Like, that's gross. I don't want anything to do with that. And you'd both laugh and you'd go on about your day. It's I mean, you're allowed to when, say that about yeah. thin models. Yeah. Everyone says that about super thin models because, you know, it's kind plenty. of unsettling yeah, and yeah. gross to look like, you know, a concentration camp victim while modeling clothes. <laughs> but they do that because it's the industry. It's a symptom of the industry they're in and, and nobody is out here trying to cape for them. And the skinny it's a personal models, choice. And the skinny models understand that, that in, those insults are going to come and they've just been yeah. told, deal with it. The rest of them are not being told to just deal with it mm -hmm. because it's okay. It's okay to make fun of one of them, but it's not okay to make fun of the others because there's a jealousy behind making fun of one and there's not jealousy behind making fun of the other. Yeah. One looks like a plank. One looks like a barrel. And <laughs> in fact, it, you know, there's actually, it's well known that Victoria's Secret Angels specifically um, work out and eat in a way that like they don't look like other fashion models. They have more meat on their bones. Usually uh, they, they don't have opportunities outside of specifically lingerie modeling because of that. Yep. So that's like, that's part actually of the, hot. <laughs> the male fantasy. So are you going to start including bone thin models in Victoria's Secret ads no. now? No. no. <laughs> that shows the double standard. All right. We got some uh, super chats there, Mary. We got a couple. Hellraiser Art said Chris Pine probably was happy to be spat on. That's probably why he denies it happened. Uh, he probably was like, he probably loved it. Denies that it happened. Oh, he's talking about the Harry Styles thing. Oh, oh. He's like, yes, do it again, Harry. That was great. Yeah. Do it. I love it. He's really covering for Harry Styles right now. That's what he's doing. Bobcat said Victoria's Secret needs to hire straight men as designers for the same reason why straight guys should ask women for fashion advice. Know your market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, straight men know what they I like, don't know if, but yeah, are they able to design it? Designing it's a different, a different task entirely. <laughs> We, we have gays for a reason. They're very good at that stuff. <laughs> Cardio Bro said, I feel seen when I don't wipe off equipment respected by alpha head nods. Uh, okay. Is that against gym etiquette? Uh, yes, it's against gym etiquette. I'm very confused. All right, we got, we got one more thing. We've got a womp, womp, womp. We haven't had a womp, womp, womp in a while, have we? I love this one. Um, guys... $30 million worth of Funko Pop toys will be thrown into the trash. Mary is just loving it, I'm sure. I mean, they should have, like, melted it down and then made it into one of these awful, uh, you know, public art structures that are, like, shaped like a dildo or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the direction we're going in. <laughs> kind of, in a way. Uh, look, uh, it, it kind of feels in a lot of ways It'll be like called... Late stage capitalism. I, I can see it, and, and you have to wear like a, a cardigan tied to your around your shoulders when you're when you're designing it, <laughs> like that. Oh uh, look, they're all Funko Pops of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, <laughs> oh! They this probably is, do have Funko Pops of him, right? Uh, uh, this is, seems mostly. It says, so it says Funko Pop is holding on to about two hundred forty-six million dollars worth of dolls at the end of twenty twenty-two. <laughs> That's forty-eight percent more than what they had on hand just a year before. The the market is is toppling out from under them. Geek culture, in a way, is a, it's a bubble that's bursting apparently, uh, and I mean, little mini Grogu's how... are being melted down as we speak as they scream in pain. I yes, and I'm loving that mental image you just gave me. Thank you. But like. <laughs> 
Funko Pops and like geek merch and stuff is kind of how Hot Topic avoided bankruptcy. So what and, are they going to do now? No, and comic shops. Like a lot of like shops. most local like LCSs, like they, they weren't making their money on comics. They're making their money on collectibles. So collectibles, a.k.a. Toys. adult baby Ad- toys. Exactly. It says, in short, the products they're storing is now worth less than the cost of keeping it on hand. So they're dumping $30 million worth of it. This guy should, whoever the CEO is, he needs to be just like, somebody needs to draw like a, a like turn him into the Chad meme, like with David Zaslav and make them into both like giga Chads, like <laughs> clapping, like clapping their hands together, just taking out the trash. I didn't know we felt this strongly about Funko Pops, guys. Do you have a Funko Pop collection? Is that, I, I don't, is that I don't, why you're being defensive? I didn't know what Funko Pops were until about two minutes ago. Really? Wait, yeah, seriously? I have no idea yet. Oh, okay. Well, a lot of people like collect these and they keep them in the boxes. They don't touch them. <laughs> they just make like walls of them yeah. in their homes because By the way, I, I they res- have weight. They're, they're dinks. I res- they have too much disposable income. I respect that you were laser focused to dunk on me. You were like, okay. I'm going to talk about this guy. So so it says, uh, the the company reported a loss. Always ready. The company reported a loss of $47 million in the fourth quarter of 2022. That's down from a profit of 17 million during the same period the year before. So I guess they just bet too big. Suppose I, I would imagine they're, like they, they bet too big on the growth, but like uh, all of the um, or specifically the popularity of certain franchises like the Mandalorian. But no, but but also like a lot of it's like like think of it like people had like disposable income in the pandemic because they were getting like government like they're using their government money checks, yeah. to breathe life back into the economy by buying oodles of Funko Pops that will <laughs> collect dust for decades to come. I mean, if you if you get a couple of these that they're throwing away and you store them for 30 years and 30 years you'll be a thousandaire i don't know a thousandaire i mean this is the same thing as nfts right no it's just nft that you can touch that's what collectibles are well i mean (laughs) i mean there's like there's a whole market for (laughs) things like this or for for like a lot of like a lot of comics is fueled by speculators that's why they restart new like it's why they restart from number one all the time because the collectors who have to collect them because they want to sell the whole run one day yeah it forces them to buy new number ones all the time dude if i kept like sorry go on if i kept my Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon cards that i had as a child i would have bought this company (laughs) <laughs> like, I would have been so rich. Is this like uh, the Beanie Baby crash? Uh, these, have, these, these have held more, like, the have been around for one. longer. These have been around for I mean, My Beanie question Babies is, like, is like, why not just, uh, instead of throwing all of these Funko Pops in a landfill, why not give them away to people in need of well, Funko Pops? They could have, they could have done, um, well, uh, uh, why do they not give away food whenever there's a, like a, a store outage? They don't just give away the food. They throw it away because it's like a, it's, it's like a lawsuit waiting to happen to give food away. They're like, if we give yeah. too many Funko Pops well, away. Well, if you give to- away the Funko Pops, then the value of Funko Pops is going to go down. Yeah. Well, also, like, remember when, when the whole value for Beanie Babies wasn't in the regular Beanie Babies. It was in for the ones that had mistakes. It was in for, like, the oh. misprints. So, like, uh, Snort in Tabasco, which were printed separately, like, had, had like, different... They, they were both bulls or whatever the hell they were. But okay. they had, like, one had, like, one colored nose and one had another colored nose or something <laughs> like that. It was about the misprints that made certain val- uh, Beanie Babies valuable, not necessarily just the fact that they existed. Otherwise... Anyone can buy a mass-marketed product. At least Beanie Babies were kind of cute. The Funko Pops are just visually offensive. Not a fan? 
They're not cute in any way. We should get a Funko, a Mary Funko Pop. Chat, somebody, should we make a Mary Funko Pop? I wonder how much it would cost to R&D a Mary Funko Pop. Mary discovers inflation. <laughs> Funko, uh, Whatever you do, don't look up the Mandalorian inflation. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, I, I will never do that. Uh, like, I, I'm, th I'm guessing that we should make a Funko Pop of you. Like, who would be the best person? I guess a Tim Funko Pop would be good because he could have, like, the, the full size. Ian. Uh, Ian and Tim because Ian's could have, like, the that hair. That hasn't been done yet. Like, Why can't you make custom ones? You uh, Maybe you can. Don't they let you do that? I, I'm guessing, t like, Tim's could have, like, the beanie. Ian's got the long hair. And then, like, uh, maybe, like, um, who else? Who else would be a good one? Like, a Seamus one that's taller. Oh, they have to, well, they all have to be the same height, right? You can make a Seamus one that's taller. Um, what's about like, so, so if we replaced Funko Pops, what's, what, what will like... be the next trend? <laughs> what was, what's that saying? Like, uh, heroes never live to see themselves, uh, cast in stone or some, or cast in bronze or some, some shit like that. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, they don't live long enough. Only to... only villains will see like themselves like made into monuments of stone. No, I sort of feel like the same thing is in it's true of Funko Pops, where like if you're made into a Funko Pop, then you might want to reevaluate. Dude, your there's 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 moral 3D compass. there's 3D printers here. We could make our own Funko Pops. I wonder if the 3D sure. printers are still functional. We could we Probably. could totally we could totally do that. I'm 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 down. No, I don't they'll feel just be really strongly, demented looking Funko Pops. I don't feel as strongly about these Funko Pops sensation. Make it like Mr. Potato Head, like with the nose down here and the mouth up here and the eyes over to the side. That'd be cool. Is there anything else that people collect as much as Funko Pops? Um, chat, what else do people collect? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. People collect, collect a bunch co of shit. Yeah. What do you mean? But like at the same level, because Funko Pops are basically like the most popular... Merch. Um, I mean, collectible cards like uh, basketball cards. Those old like Tiger Electronics year. handheld video games. Video game consoles, old video games. The old oh. Tiger Electronic ones that uh, you know, like Double Dragon and stuff like that. I respect it if you collect old things, but Funko Pops. You're pogs. You're collecting, you're collecting new shit. That is made new for you with every new franchise. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like collecting anything... old things is cool. I like I collect vin like like old Nintendo sixty four <laughs> and, and Sega video games because they're old and they're harder to find. Wait, it literally things, means there's a limited yeah. supply. What of I them. used to what I used to love Coins. was going to to thrift stores to find them back before. Like so, I, I, there was great reel or, or like a TikTok posted this weekend where somebody pointed out like everyone like was asking like why did uh, thrift stores become so expensive and someone's like it's all Macklemore's fault because the prices like thrift store prices like skyrocketed after that song really? came out. Yeah. That's funny. Like they're like it was the economy recovering. Like it had nothing to do with that. It was the damn song. Someone said firearms. <laughs> that a lot of people collect firearms. Well, that's a nice collectible. It has a use at least. But I mean, I'm just saying, I find it way more respectable to collect antique things, retro things that are not going to be made new again than just like being taxes. Then, then, like getting excited about the new line of Funko Pops. Like my mom collected McDonald's toys. I love that. That's cute. My mom McDonald's toys used to be they were like, awesome, actually good. Yeah. And now they suck. My mom had like all the ones where like they they'd come in like the it would be like toys for like different like Disney movies that would come out and they'd come in like little mini VHS cases on on the inside and stuff like that. Yeah. Or even I still have I still have the old Batman Returns and Batman Forever cups that you could get. 
from the from McDonald's or, or Burger King or whatever. Still have those somewhere. What happened to good boys for kids and fast food? I mean, I like, suppose part of it is like uh, like everything's we've, digital. We've, we've Why aged they out now. Like we've aged out for a lot of that. So yeah, like uh, like the toys for Star Wars. But I feel not like the actual well. quality went down. Uh, there's whole like there's whole YouTube channels like a lot of the people that like operate in the same space a lot like a lot of the comic book reviewers also review like uh, or talk about the toys and stuff like that yeah. those are it's like they talk about like uh, oh it's made from this mold and they know like the type of plastic it's made with and all that stuff it's uh it's a discipline so we got some super all right chats. we got a couple there Regatan said Funko Pops design sucks by anime figurines anime figurines I, that's something. I'll go with neither dude they spend. Thousands. Of I waste on those. like I already waste too much money on stuff I don't need. Like I, I don't. Um, At least with like Lego sets, you get the experience. Like you put it together yourself. The Funko Pops just seem so low effort. That no, that is that's true. The to the Legos are still a huge, yeah. a huge thing. Like putting sets together yeah. and stuff like that. Have you seen that guy who like who built like a like a like a Glock with like an actual rackable slide out of Legos? Uh, no. He built like a, a glock. It looks just like, I don't know how he it's did like it. It's like functional? Like, I don't know if it shoots <laughs> anything, but like, it, I, I think it shot like rubber bands or something like that. That's but cool. it was like, it actually, the slide actually worked. Justin LaFrance said 1,000 GameCubes. Uh, sounds like somebody who watches us on a, on a, a Nintendo Wii. Is that you? Is that that person? Dude. Is it him? I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, Dane, my friend, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Let everyone know where they can find you. Well, guys, honestly, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> and What did you learn? I'd like to be seen. I'd like <laughs> to be heard. Most importantly, I want to be valued. And understood. And understood. And if you want to see, uh, if you want to do all that for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Dane Font. And now, I shall spell that out for you. D-A-N-E. F-O-N-T. All right, man. Mary, where can they find you? You can see me, hear me, and validate me <laughs> on social media at Mary Archived, Instagram, and Twitter. Should be like, a, you, can, you can argue with me on Twitter, you can validate me on Instagram. And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's send me is. hate on Instagram, and then validate, or no, send me hate on Twitter, validate me on Instagram. It's a perfect balance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we go, could you hit the like button? Could you subscribe to this channel? If you have not done so already, we appreciate it greatly. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Brett Dasovic. This show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific, and there's one more there, Mary. Do you want to read that one? Rigatan said, Then, Mary, I recommend a Gunpla or Roll Life DIY kit. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, uh, what is it? The 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is noon Pacific. If you would like to listen to this podcast rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter, at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at popculturecrisis, and on Instagram, at popculturecrisispod. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.